Good afternoon and welcome to Side Dish. I'm your host, Eric Ozumpa. I'm your co-host, Brady Stubble. <laughs> all right, welcome to Side Dish, a podcast about Longmont. Side Dish is all the stuff you want to know and very little that you really need to know. So welcome in. Hello. So Brady, how was your weekend? My weekend was pretty good. Uh, my father-in-law came to town. He's uh, heading through on the way to, to Moab. So he bought a new dirt bike and he dragged that out here. And then he's, he's heading over the hills to go to Moab, which is... That's pretty fun. cool. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Have you been to Moab? I have, yeah, it's nice. I haven't been there at all. No, I like, so. yeah, no, yeah. I, I went, I didn't get a dune buggy or anything, yeah. but uh, I think it'd be, be an absolute blast. Right a dune, dune buggy? buggy? You, you know want to go? A lot of sand. What do you like from a 70s, like, Scooby-Doo, well, like, okay. episode or something? What are you going to call it if it's not a dune buggy? I, well, I wouldn't want it. well, I should, not, no offense to the dune buggy owners yeah, in the audience, but. I think it'd be a blast. I think drive dude, but you can get like a Baja bug next. Yeah. No. All right, cool. No, I nice. mean, he's he, he came up with a dirt bike and um, parked the house. And I tell you, since we've lived here, we've gotten so many more visitors than when we lived in Kansas. Yeah. No, nobody ever came to Kansas. <laughs> nobody wanted to. No, I mean, it was like, Kansas. Yeah. hey, uh, you you want to come visit? And they're like, no. Nah, not so much. <laughs> what yeah. are we going to do? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, my weekend was interesting. I went, uh, my wife and I had signed up for a cooking class and we were all excited to do that. And we're like, oh, this is awesome. We get to the place where the cooking class is okay. going on. They look at us like, what's going on? <laughs> and you... we said, well, we signed up for the cooking class. And they're like, I don't think we have any classes tonight. <laughs> so I said, it was on the 18th. And he said, tonight's the 19th. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Way to go. It's pretty bad. So yeah. we just totally whiffed on it and came at the wrong day. Where were you going to, where's that at? Uh, sur la, I always say sur la table, but that's of course not the way. Sur la table. Table. Yeah. <laughs> Tabla. Close but anyway, yeah. So um, we went there in Boulder and it, uh, yeah, that was, that was pretty sad that we were there on the wrong day. Well, Money, money well spent. You got a, that's great. You got a nice drive with the wife. Exactly. Yeah. So cool. went up to visit my son up in Wyoming, and uh, he's a student up there, and so that was fun. And yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah we drove around awesome. town a little bit, saw a bunch of stuff. Um, just trying to keep apprised of what's going on. So, but you, you know, you, you can't just sit at home all day with the in laws. I really get along with the in laws super well, but what do you do? You sit there and be like, <laughs> I feel like I should spend them. time with you. How's it going? You know, try to be. A, a good do they son. go off and do their own thing? Uh, yeah, or do you yeah, have yeah. to like escort them. No, I, okay, they're, they're good. good. But it, this time it was just my father-in-law because he's going out. He's meeting somebody um, just north of Loveland or something, nice. and they're going to go out to Moab together and do a bunch of riding. So it actually sounds like a blast. Um, kind of wish that I could go along, but yeah. it didn't work out for me. So okay, yeah. So we drove around. Cool. Um, so we can spin around town and talk a little bit about Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. you got a lot of news, but let's start out actually with a lot of your kind of big news that you're doing some investigative reporting for uh, Side Dish. It's pretty exciting. So let's look at the development on Main Street, specifically around 15th and... Is it 15th or 17th in Maine? So I'm. It's it's 16th. Oh, so. look at that! I'll split the difference. Yeah, 1629 technically. So um, I we went up to look for this because on uh, there's a there's a project called 16 Main 16, um, and it's going to be at 1629 Main Street. And I, I found this thing online. I'm like, where the heck is this going to go? Because it's um, apparently 337 apartments with 8,000 square feet of retail. And if you go up there, there's like. I think a deli, and then there's a framing shop, and then there's like this weird ragged little house, and then there's the stone place. Uh, I think it's called Colorado Stone. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so I called up to Creative Framing at five seven fifteen seventeen, and I said, "Hey, how's it going? Uh, what do you know about this apartment?" And she's like, "I'm not really sure." Um, so I talked to her a little bit, and then I called up to the stone place because after looking at the the map, it looked like it was a stone place. And I yeah. called up and I said, "Do you what, 
what do you guys know about this? And yeah. they said, oh, yeah, no, we're moving. And I said, you're moving? Because if you've ever, have you been there? Oh, yeah, and it's huge. I mean, the, uh, I'd, I'd heard about, not specifically this development, but I'd heard people have always wanted that land because it's enormous. It's which, uh, like off air, we were talking five acres. Five acres, like yeah. yeah. So I went back there. Because if you look, if, if you've ever been or you've never been, there's a little tiny storefront and it's like, yeah. oh, well, what could they possibly yeah. have? And you go inside and they walk you through and they take you all back and it's like, holy cow. There's literally five acres of stone and they've got years and years. We were just talking, I was talking to George, the guy who runs the studio here. Yeah. Before we started, and he said, Thanks to George K. Good for allowing us to provide a studio. Hey, yeah. he's, George's a great guy. Yeah. So I asked him and he said they, they must have been around at least since the 60s. Oh, yeah, at least, at so, least. I'm sure well, the building, it. I mean, you look at the architecture. Well, yeah, probably. Yeah, Let's well, look at like the 50s, 60s building. Yeah, yeah. But they probably bought that land when it was cheap, and now I can't even mm -hmm. imagine what it costs. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, somebody bought it up, and they're going to do, like I said, this this huge apartment complex. The stone company said that they're, they're going to move. They're going to head out toward 119.25, and she said on the phone by the end of the year, if not in the next few weeks, they keep saying, oh, we're going to start. Oh, Holy start. cow. Wow. But I cannot imagine if you've been back there. Yeah. I've, moving all that stuff is going to be wild. That's really cool. Well, we're going to have to get more updates on that as it progresses. Um, the second one is you had a smaller development on Terry Street, so 15th and Terry. Yeah, 15th and Terry, there's, um, like, what did I just say? I just said it's called North Terry. Yeah, townhomes or? Yeah, I think it's North Terry townhomes. Mm -hmm. Um so they're going to do a smaller one, and my notes here say 15 units. It's the northwest corner of 15th and Terry, and that's filed under active development. So that, that actually abuts that same thing. So there's going to be 300-some down oh, there, okay. Okay. and then there's going to be on 15th Street on the north side of the block. That'll be there. And then if you put all that together, I mean, not to mention all the other stuff, but just in terms of large apartments in town, there's this one, which is 330 there's the one that's already under development in 330-ish, and then there's the one that might still come that could be 300. So we're talking 1,000 units in the next couple few years. Wow. That could be... Plus up. everything else that's going on, of course, too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Every, I, yeah, that's not even to mention all the other yeah. stuff. And yeah. so, I mean, I, I think up there, people have been raising a bit of a fuss because this is a five-story building that, like, that they're going to put in with all of these units. So it's going to be big, and I think people kind of raised a fuss about it a little bit. You know, what do you want in your backyard? What, what do you don't? So I'm not going to wade in on that, but... Hopefully, whatever, if they want that built, then, you know, it goes well for them. Or I, I don't know. But mm -hmm. but if they all, they all get built, it's a lot of units. So that's wild because that's all basically on Main Street. That is, yeah. A couple miles of each other. And then you were the grumpy old man and called Safeway with the gas station on <laughs> I was uh, the guy. 1070 Ken Pratt. Yeah, so. I called him and said, hey, what do you got going on out front? <laughs> what are you doing? God, I mean, all dug up. I can't buy gas at my own gas station. Yeah. Because I actually, I actually go there. Quite Do you buy bit. gas at Safeway? Is that your yeah, it's your brand easy of choice? To, you know? Oh, really? Okay. Well, Interesting. I, I, the ones, the pumps on the, the shell on Francis Street. Yeah, they're so slow. They're slow. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. There. <laughs> They've always been slow, so I don't go there because they're slow, and yeah. I just don't. I yeah. it's the closest one to my house. But the Safeway one, I'm down at Safeway or, or King Supers often enough. I fill up at Safeway. Yeah. And so we were driving past this weekend. And we saw that, and they were like, well, what's going on at the gas station? Because the, the ground's all dug up. And what the lady on the phone told me is that, yeah, well, there's some pipes in there that need to be replaced every 15 years or so. It's a maintenance thing. I think she was she was in a rush. I think she, she works at the store, so it wasn't like she had all day to talk to me. But she said, yeah, it's a maintenance thing that needs to be done. I think it's law, so they need to go and update something. Yeah, so you said, I think you said every 15 years every or 15 something. Years. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> she said, yeah, it's been started a couple weeks ago. I think they're in the third week, and then 
basically next week will be the last week. So not the first of November, but like first week of November, they'll have a backup. You wouldn't yeah. want a lot of downtime, I guess, if you're selling gas. I wouldn't think so, no. no. Especially at those big grocery stores. No. You know, I, that King Supers and Safewares are always busy. I yeah. Mean, just crazy busy with the gas pumps. I think so. you want to keep people used to buying gas at your... Probably, yeah. You know, because like you, you go and explore and then all of a sudden you're like... But is that a thing anymore? Buying gas? No. <laughs> wow, thank you. No, about like brand loyalty. I mean, are you loyal to one brand? Do you go to like your I don't only, care about your that. only I'm Safeway? Like, I mean... Like Texaco gas? Yeah. No, I don't yeah. like your... Always trust your your car to the man who wears the star. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Texaco gas. Yeah. That's, uh, that's an oldie but a goodie. It is an oldie yeah. but a goodie, yeah. Rattle, rattle, yeah. thunder, clatter, yeah. boom, boom, boom. That's right. Uh, no, I don't I don't think that it's a loyalty to Brontosaurus gas versus star gas. Yeah. But I think it's, you. we are creatures of habit. And yeah. if you go to that's a fair. place, you go there because that's just what you do. And if it's a couple cents more. I go to that, what's down the, the little stinker on 17th and... Close to the Chipotle, 17th and Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think they've got the yeah. cheapest gas in town. Yeah, something like that. Um, so, But the, the Safeway is probably the easiest to get in and out of. Yeah. All right, and a couple of other items, too, as well. The uh, Wing Shack on 11th of Francis is Ooh. getting is is seeking a liquor license. It always comes back to that with you. Yeah, <laughs> a liquor license, I guess so. Uh, I'm not a huge Wing Shack person. Not Nothing against the people who love the Wing Shack, and, but I yeah. just noticed that there was a sign on there, and they're looking for wine and beer to serve. I'm sure they'll find it. No, I would guess so. Yeah, because there's a liquor store <laughs> nearby. They're, they're looking for it. Like that's right. Oh, yeah, exactly. Get this? I, I think they'll find it. Um, <laughs> I get there. It's good, but I can't. Um, I can't eat there really anymore. Yeah, exactly. So it's yeah. Uh, ice skating rink will probably come online here pretty soon. Sure. Which is pretty exciting. Yeah. And then um, I ventured into Longspeak Market. You ever been to Longspeak Market before? Over uh, there on 11th and Francis? Yeah, I have been yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. So I went in there. I haven't been in there for a while. And so it's a, you know, it's a kind of like a quick kind of corner store, yeah, grocery store kind of thing. And yeah. I thought, you know, hey, you know, maybe they'll have something pretty cool here quickly that I can pick up before we taped our broadcast today. Oh, and yeah. So I, I quickly ran in there, got a Diet <laughs> Pepsi, and panicked and bought a bag of Bugles. Um, because I really couldn't think of anything else to buy, even though maybe my wife would say you didn't have to buy anything. Yeah. So really, it was just more like an intel. I just wanted to see what the store looked like these days. And if you don't listen to these consecutively, a couple couple of these ago, I went to Convivium, which is a cool shop on Main Street, yeah. like seven hundred blocks, something like that. Yeah. And I bought. Um, cool. All right, it was a little little technical blip, but I was up that convivium i bought some good coffee and I yeah the turkish it, cold coffee no yeah, cold press yeah. cold press turkish coffee and i brought it in to share with eric and uh we we tasted it on here and i think eric went into this market with the same idea and instead of buying some, something to share he came in with diet pepsi i did i came with a diet pepsi well it doesn't mean you couldn't have it right you just don't want to have it no. and you couldn't eat a bugle and i thought i've got to find something gluten-free for my friend but right. There is really nothing I could find. There's nothing like eating tortilla chips. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and bugles. Why bugles? Yeah, I don't know. Not really sure. Haven't had them for years. Well, you but, go. you know, getting back to the original point of the story is Longspeak Market is a really pretty cool market if you're in need of, say, Asian ingredients yep. or spices. So, yeah. And I went in there once and needed an onion, and uh, it was like 87 cents or something. And yeah. So just take it. Yeah. So he's a nice, wow. nice guy. Nice guy. Like, no, 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 I'm not going to run the card. I, I think they're trying. I think the thing that, that is really enticing is the fact that you want something close by. Everybody yeah. says they want to walk to the grocery store or walk somewhere. It'd be but nice. Very few of us probably actually do that. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. 
Anyway, that's um, our spin around town. And when we come back, we're going to check in with uh, the Longmont Museum. We have a special guest. So yeah, hang on. Exciting. All right, welcome to our deep dish. This is Eric Wazumpa at uh, Side Dish. And we are joined by Kim Manajay over at the Longmont Museum. She's the director. Mm -hmm. And Kim, can you kind of quickly introduce yourself to the audience? Sure, I'm Kim Manajay. I've been at the museum for a little over two years now. We do all kinds of amazing things, multidisciplinary institutions. So I came from the Denver Botanic Gardens after 10 years. Mm. Um, my background is in art and anthropology, so it's a good fit for the museum. Fantastic. Yeah. That's wonderful. We're, we're really happy to have you Thank as you. our guest. You're our preliminary, actually our first guest ever on this podcast. Are so you, thank you serious? Yes. I, yes. I, I was honored to begin with, and now I'm even more honored. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I appreciate it. It's an extensive interview process. Okay. I don't know which yeah. guests are actually on this podcast, but, <laughs> yeah. but you passed. Okay, wonderful. You thank you. You returned the email. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the right. bar is low. All right. So we really want to ask you a few kind of deep uh, questions about the museum and just find out what the happenings are over there. Sure. But first of all, I just wanted to ask you your favorite Halloween candy. Now, if you're mm -hmm. passing out Halloween candy, and is it differ from the candy that you enjoyed perhaps as a child? That is such a great question. I always <laughs> tend to go with things like Twix. That's probably my favorite. Twix is good. Twix is good. Mm -hmm. And the reason is because, you know, when there's a ton left over, we can eat it. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> so is it the cookie and chocolate that's really just so appealing? Or oh, something man, else? that's just like the this fond childhood memories of chewing the, the top of the, cook, the caramel <laughs> part off and then the cookie later. Yeah. No, it's full. a whole, it's a whole thing, Eric. Yeah. You didn't know you were asking. <laughs> you got like dissecting the cookie. Totally. It's kind of, yeah. Uh -huh. Well, it's an Oreo process. Sure. Yeah. Like the Oreo. Yeah. The well, kind yeah, of the I mean, middle. I never ate the middle. You what? didn't open it up and eat the middle. No. Well, let me st strike that. Like when I was a child, this is a true story. So I used to eat Oreos and eat the middle and then throw the cookies cookie part away behind the couch. My mother would find them. My mother would find them and go, "What sort of pig are you?" Yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I, used to I wasn't hide like cucumbers. in high school or anything like that. I was just like a five-year-old. Did you know that Oreos the rip-off version and Hydrox is the original? Yes. That's is what that, I heard? Is yeah. that wild? Yeah. I yeah. did not know. That. Yeah. Is that crazy? But you know, Hydrox really—if you think about that—you know, the name. <laughs> Even the name. Like they should have never been sold. Yeah. Right? It sounds like it sounds like somebody's giving you a chemical. Yes. Yeah. Clorox, Hydrox. Yeah. Might as well say I have a shot. So then if you had a choice of candy right now, it'd be the same. You'd want Twix. Yeah, I think so. Wow, okay, cool. We were, we always we always talk about like Three Musketeers to us is like is a waste of calories. That is total waste of calories. Do not do that. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I do tend to like now as a mom, stickers are great. You know, like I am fine. Oh, with... you're giving out stickers. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. You're giving out stickers for Halloween. Do you have kids? Like, my They're kid gets old. jacked up. Like, sugar is like drugs for oh, him. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, kids too. Right. But yeah. that's the fun part. It's like you, now we just, my wife and I just kind of like make every other kid hyper now. I have a whole new perspective hyper. on it now that yeah. I'm a mom. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. All right, so let's move on to more okay. serious things. All so, right. like, tell us what's going on at the museum. Well, I'm happy to be here. 
For this reason, because we, in fact, um, in this latest newsletter that we have recently um, distributed, I have a, always a sort of opening letter that I include. And in this opening letter, my whole missive is about new things at the museum. So it's a super exciting time. So I'll just tick off some things. So new, Thursday nights at the museum. We're open late every Thursday night, ah. basically from here on out. And we'll be doing um, concerts, talks, um, lectures, uh, talkbacks, um, uh, probably some some chats with authors, art and sips. We're going to be doing all kinds of programming on those Thursday nights. So, so we're super excited about and that. And so when you say Thursday night, like how late? I was going to ask that question. <laughs> <looking> up. <laughs> Jeez. Go ahead. Um, I think it's 9 o'clock. Okay. I think so it's 9 o'clock. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should probably look that up. Should we call somebody else? We should call somebody else. (laughs) Call somebody else. We should call somebody else. You've been replaced. So, (laughs) so for instance, the uh, showtime for um, concerts is at seven fifteen. So it kind of depends on how late things go. But generally, we'll say 9 o'clock. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's pretty cool. That's yeah. awesome. And so, for instance, in this is um, uh, Temple Grandin and Patty Remark are coming to do a chat with each other. That's going to be oh, cool. Oh, very F-U-N. cool. F-U-N. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Super excited about it. Very cool. Okay. So, we've got we've got Thursday nights are new. Um, we've got Discovery Days that we've had for a whole long time, which is basically um, little bitty kids with a parent or um, a caretaker that come with them, and they do... All we've what we've been doing all along are these um, craft projects that really is about dexterity and early childhood development, and we've added movement and mu- music to that as our offerings as well, and they are enormously popular. Like the line is out the door for those. If you if you have music and movement, that's great because I actually taught preschool in mm. my life, and um, yeah, if you can get the kids work, they we've got yoga and you know um, Bonnie and uh, uh, Bonnie and the what are they called? You I can really edit this him part. I to say that he really taught movement. I just wanted him to say you taught <laughs> I, Okay. Movement. In another life, yeah. Utah, I, I did uh, the, the camp music at the, at the preschool. So in the summertime, I did um, the princess pet lived in a tree. Wow. Yeah, I did that. That was me. I was the, I was the music guy. So nice. Now we're learning all about you. We are. Aren't we? Um, how old do you have to be for Discovery Days? Or so that's range? that's early childhood. So okay. two to six basically is okay. the is are the folks that um, come for that, and that's it's awesome. with an adult. And part of the program really revolves around also teaching the adults in that scenario yeah. some things that they can take home with them. So it's not just early childhood development, but it's also sort of educational programs for those adults that come and along. And I would have loved that because there was a time when my kids were really little and they'd come up from nap and I'd be like, I got now nothing. What? I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. What are we doing? I <laughs> And then you probably have heard about the other thing, which is that, um, you know, we've got uh, this really very exciting and popular Dia de los Muertos um, program that we've been doing. This is the 19th year. And um, we have grown, outgrown our building for this. And so we've moved it downtown. So November the 2nd um, is going to be, you know, we're really wrapping in community partners as well. So we're making it bigger and better than ever before. So that's another new thing that we're super excited about. Yeah, we've definitely plugged your Dia de los Muertos. The altars are at the um, museum. And, of course, they're very popular. And loads of people come to see those. They're very meaningful. 
Um, but then all of the activities and things, that's what we're going to do on that family day, that downtown. Any fun. estimate on how many people usually attend? Well, so that's a great question. We, um, last year, I think, logged over 700 people on that single day. Wow. And so that's a lot of people. And so when we started to look at the uh, building capacity and the fire code, we're like, oops, we... Um, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of stuff to edit out, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Exactly. Well, it's probably a good idea for you to move it. Well, these were our choices. We could either, like, make it really small or we could move it out of the museum and really make it a community event. Exactly. Exactly. I would say I've got neighbors with with little ones and they were nuts about it last year. They were like, we got data. Have you ever been? It's like, I haven't. Face why, painting, yeah. sugar skull decorating. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff. And then there's performances. So, yeah, it's Fantastic. super fun. Yeah. It's super fun. And then we talked about an exhibit that's coming your way is the rodeo. Is that correct? That is or? up right now. So, up Ruck, right now. Ruckus okay. Rodeo yeah. um, is going to be through January. And it is an installation piece that we borrowed from the Museum of Modern Art in Fort Worth. Oh, yeah. And it's from a really well known um, pop artist whose name is Red Grooms. He's nationally known lives in um, uh, New York City. He's old school <laughs> pop artist. And he... Um, also could be a country western name, too. It could anyway, be, yeah. yes, yeah. yes. Well, and all the better that he did this Ruckus Rodeo piece. He was from Nashville, so, you know, he's got roots in those things, yeah, too. Yeah, that's cool. Um, this was a piece that was commissioned by the museum in 1975 and installed in 1976. And it is a full-on, full, on, full um, gallery space installation that is like walking into a painting. It oh. is amazing. I brought some people in there yesterday. That, no, it must have been Friday. And it, the response was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> it really is a phenomenal exhibition. That's very, very cool. Yeah. So that's uh, up until January is when yep, you have yep, that. Yep. Yeah. And anything, kind of well, like, what's the one thing you want the public to know? for our mm. listeners to know about the museum that maybe you don't get a chance to tell everybody. Well, you know, the thing about the museum is that it, we are an interdisciplinary um, institution. And so we do, our, our mission statement is um, calls out art, science, history, and new ideas. And then we also have the, the um, Stewart Auditorium. So we have performance that is part of that. So we really do so much. And I think for some people, they really conceive of us still as a small town history museum Mm -hmm. and we're so much more than that we're Mm -hmm. so much more than that um and i think the music and movement is part of that you know so we really do try to be a lot for this community and that's i mean it's the reason i took the job i think it's really exciting to be able to do all of these things and have them speak to each other too because a lot of the you know performances will have um, reflections on the exhibit or um, will incorporate some of the um, and our art and sips will have something that's referencing the exhibit. So we try to be really integrated in all the things that we do. So it's a really exciting, exciting place to be. Well, that's wonderful. Yeah. We're we very fun. grateful for you to join us well, this afternoon. Well, thanks so much, Eric. And I really am glad you asked. No, no, I just, I just want to say thanks for bringing a little class to our <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. My thanks pleasure. for returning our email, too, as well. So we really appreciate it. And My thanks pleasure. for joining us for this episode of Side Dish. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. All right. All right, we thank Kim for joining us for Side Dish. So it was awesome that she was able to um, tell us a little bit more about the goings-on at the museum. Yeah, I wouldn't have known. 
I yeah. think that's, that's the whole thing here, right? <laughs> exactly. What's going on in Longmont? <laughs> exactly. I don't know. It's pretty cool. Well, speaking of that, what's going on in Longmont? So what's we need to Longmont? talk about events. So we do need that, to talk about events. So yeah. we've got the Halloween parade still coming up here. I know. I love the Halloween parade. <clears throat> so Saturday, October 26th. 10 a.m.? 10 a.m. And like we said last time, uh, get get out there a little early. 9.30 is the lineup time in front of the St. Frayne Memorial building at 700 Longs Peak Ave. Mm-hmm. Because, and they want you to just be aware that it's a lengthier route. So if you got uh, little ones with the little legs, uh, bring your stroller, bring a wagon, bring some way to get them around. Um, contact Recreation and Golf at 303-651-8404 if you need to learn anything or, you know, look them up online, as we do. Um, and they do uh, they do have dogs, too. So you can leash your dog and bring your dog, too, as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so they dogs. dogs must be leashed. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You got it. Uh, let's see. you got a couple of other events, too, as well. Yeah, I can keep going. Uh, yeah, we've got going. Haunt the Mott, which I, I'm a little sad that we didn't learn about this because it is sold out now. So find your find your favorite scalper who has Longmont area tickets. <laughs> or can you get him on StubHub? <laughs> Probably. Probably the StubHub bots just That's snapped right. them all up, and now you got to go. Right. It's going to be empty this year. No, I'm, I'm sure it'll be great. So uh, Haunt the Mont's back for a fifth year. So this will be on Saturday, October 26th from 5 to 9 p.m. Uh, ticket pickup will be the week of October 21st through the 25th. Not that that helps so much because the tickets are sold out. So if you know somebody who's got an extra one, Haunt the Mont is a business crawl through downtown Longmont where ticket holders can partake in sample drinks and treats from over 30 participating businesses, which is pretty cool that we've got 30 businesses down there now. Doing that kind of thing. I don't know what it looked like in the past, but that's... no, it would have been really pretty not cool. So yeah, it's, it is pretty neat that it's, five, it's like that. Yeah, five, maybe eight years five ago. or something like that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, awesome. Tickets are officially sold out for 2019, so there's a big old sad emoji. We just put Aww. that put that right into the. That is really sad. That's kind of really stinks. Yeah, yeah. It does I mean, kinda stink. I gotta say, I'm happy. Longmont's got a community that will sell something like this out. No, oh, actually, it's, it's funny. Cool. It reminds me of an event in Niwot. So it comes around in, I want to say, February, and it's called Wine About Winter. <laughs> and so you sign up, and yep. you get, like, a little mug, and then you wander around downtown, and you get, like, your selection of beer or wine or something like that as you're kind of shopping and looking at some of the artist I know, it was stores be, and some other things. I thought it would be mulled wine in a mug. No, well, I suppose you could have mulled wine, but no, it's more of, like, hey, just hang out and have some wine and maybe some food and, well, actually should imagine they'd have food you'd hope which they've had food before in the past and then you get to go to the, like the pie shop and a bunch of other things around hmm. the town so it's kind of cool that they're allowed to do that so this is pretty neat that longmont's kind of getting something like that longmont's yeah i mean longmont's really really doing a lot and there's just so many units being built so many people coming in so much yeah. changing in town that i'm i'm happy that and this is 50 years so this would have been right about the time that the roost is opening and the, and the downtown quarter really started to yep. change. So that's yeah. that's kind of wild. That's awesome. So again, uh, it's sold out. So want want too bad. No, um, thank no. you for all your support for the Education Foundation. So it looks like they they help out there too. So oh, okay, cool. that's cool. And, and then, then uh, yeah, you want to do it? I was going to say I've got a couple of other things going on downtown. So um, happy healthy Halloween treats, kids eight years to twelve years over the kitchen company, so you can learn how to make. Healthy, healthy Halloween treats. treats, I guess. So we're throwing back to, uh, like, like what our, our I know, guest so was talking our, about. I know, our guest was talking about stickers, and, you know, I think I'd have a riot on my porch if actually I gave have out Have an stickers, apple, but... kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what an apple. When I was a kid, we had a dentist who gave out toothbrushes. Yeah, that's always... In our neighborhood. It's always wild. Yeah. I remember there's some just, uh, you get junk, and you're like, yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> this is not why I'm out. Yeah. I wouldn't have come. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I was kind of disappointed. Yeah. So. 
Um, and then Full Throttle Yoga at Bootstrap, Bootstrap Brewing. And Cider Yoga at St. Vrain Cidery. Look out. All on Sunday. So apparently you can get St. Vrain Cider or you can do Beer Yoga. So at the Cidery they're doing Yeah, yoga. exactly. You're just in cool. there in the middle of the their place there? I guess so, yeah. Huh. You'd think so. You yeah. have to be. Because it's, it's kind it's of It's pretty tiny, yeah. yeah it's not a big so space. you have to be in that kind of the north end of where it is. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Well, sounds fun. Well, surely not doing it outside, I imagine. Are they, it's pretty so cool. So does it come with like a cider to do it? Get I you would a... imagine it probably does. There's probably a discount. But if you have information, you go to look up cider yogurt. Yo- yogurt. Yoga. <laughs> Yo- <laughs> the St. Brain Cidery. Yoga. Then Bootstrap is doing the ukulele jam. So oh Bootstrap boy. Brewing has a lot of things. Obviously, they're doing <clears throat> full throttle yoga, and then they're doing ukulele. So pretty neat. All right. Yeah. Why not? I'm more of a guitar guy. There's a lot of yoga, like bend and brew, cider yoga, full throttle yoga. Are you There's, a yoga guy? I, I've done yoga. No. I think it's fine. Yeah. Like, I don't need to go out and do it every week, but I, I, I wholly endorse it. I think it's fun. I mean, there's there's a lot of jokes in there about getting lit. <laughs> Brady's the official endorsement. Hey! Yoga everywhere. Give you the Fonzie thumbs up on that one. <laughs> Get out there. If you feel like doing it, by all means, do yoga in the park. For me, eh, I might just sit at home, hang out with the dogs. But I, if somebody asked, I'd probably go. If Kelsey wanted to go do it a bit more often, I, I probably would, but... Um, you know, we, we did it actually pretty consistently for the better part of a year or two, and then sort of just stopped going. And, you know, like a lot of hobbies that you enjoy, you oh, find yeah. something else Absolutely to do. And yeah, so that's exactly. it. So we've also got uh, the the Bee Hugger Fall Fun Fest concert, 1126. That place is really cool. That's out on Lions, right? Uh, the address here doesn't say it's Lions. It says 4801 U- Utah Highway yep. 803. Yeah, it's right outside of Lions. So yeah. it looks like a little farm, basically. and yeah. So it says, come on to the Sunflower Maze for kids. Decorate a family pumpkin. Sing along with Jeff and Paige for a nature from 11 to 12, it looks like. I don't know. Jeff and Paige. <laughs> Drop your kids off. Why not? Um, people you've never heard of. So I think I think <clears throat> what you can do there, too, is like you pay a fee and like you can just hang out. You can hang out with the bees and watch them during the summer. Just chilling with bees. You can just chilling with bees if you want. You can pick just produce. Make, like make that event. Chilling with bees. That's kind of fun. <laughs> would be free. You know, I kind of do that in my own garden. But anyway, um, but I think you can pick pumpkins now too. So you like pay. Well, let's. Yeah, I mean, if we go there. through go through some of the stuff that they got. So they say for a nature themed kids show with Jeff and Paige, uh, grab some food from the wheel and whisk truck. I don't know. Is that like a hoop and stick? What's a wheel and whisk I, truck? I don't know. I don't know. Huh. So they're saying wheel and whisk truck. We're gonna we should do a little bit more recon. I managed to call down to the Safeway when I could have called these. Uh, play games, get your face painted, take a hayride, and discover spooky surprises. Twenty bucks a family, eight bucks a person, five bucks a pumpkin in cash, check or credit at the gate. Proceeds go toward the uh, child learning center. So they use storytelling, interactive play to engage with kids, nature, music, and movement. So more of that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, check them out at, uh, oof, Eventbrite forward slash E forward slash really Bee Hunger. Really long, Fun, yeah, yeah. URL, So yeah. I would look up Bee Hunger Farms Fall Fun yeah, Fest on your so. own. And there are so many, <laughs> we're not even skimming the service about all the pumpkin patch places. Right. Pumpkin Ranch, Anderson Farms, I mean, all these places have, you know, events going on this time right. of year and picking pumpkins and all that. Are you a corn maze kind of guy? Oh, I love a corn maze. You love a good corn maze? Yeah, I don't. Uh, it freaks me out after I haven't been in a, I honestly haven't been in a corn maze in 25 years. Wow, okay. You know? Because yeah. I, <laughs> they don't come up real often. 
um, hey, what are you doing this weekend? It's like, well, you know, I got to mow and pick up, you know, after the dogs and stuff and hit the corn maze. <laughs> Been helping. Well, I mean, it's, it's fun stuff to do. Like, you go to a pumpkin patch and that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah. they're, they're fun. It's an engaging thing. But I think it's not necessarily for people well into their 30s, typically, just to go out without any kids or anything. No, and, and actually one of the the stories that I can think of, too, is, like, we brought our kids out to, gosh, this farm out east, and we went there, and they hauled you out in a tractor, and then you, like, wandered <laughs> around and looked at, pump, picked up pumpkins and squash and all this stuff, and so you did that, and then we went to a corn maze and right. got lost, and we're wandering around, and we had no water, and we're, like, dying. It's, like, 80, you know, unseasonably warm. Yeah, those, dying out there. And those days. Like, I just imagine. I imagine that like you've got this cache of pumpkins that you're still like I can't hold all these pumpkins and they're like well to get back you got to make it through the maze careful in the middle I actually think they did say that yeah like to get to the tractor we had to go through the maze yeah and there's a minotaur in the middle like a, a scarecrow minotaur be careful <laughs> I don't think there was a scarecrow minotaur though no. well it's so, the, the yeah. original yeah. maze right there was a in the labyrinth there was a minotaur in the middle of the, the labyrinth yeah well I think we could probably. Be done talking about our corn maze yeah, fiasco. No, isn't that fun about corn mazes? Well, it's always awesome. It's a cool yeah. thing. So, all right, and uh, through the wonder of engineering, amazingly uh, technological engineering here, we are going to go out with uh, nothing but the rain with Andy Epler. Yeah. Music for your week. Big thanks. Thanks so much for sharing uh, your time, and thanks to Kim for uh, joining us on this uh, episode of Side Dish. Yep. Thanks. Thank you everybody for listening. Find right. us again next week. <laughs>